Are you ready for the word? All right, so I'm going to ask my friends at the back to go to Luke chapter 21, verse 24 to 29. Then we'll go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. Then Psalm chapter 102, verse 16 to 18. Then Isaiah 31, 5. Are okay? All right, so first, Luke 21, 24 to 29. Great. And then Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. Read with me, please. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword. That's the Jewish people. They shall be led away captive into. Of course, these two have already come to pass. And stop. Say that again. Say it one more time. Will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now stop right there. Uh, if, if we'd go back a minute. Let me just break this down for you. According to the word of God. That which is holy and that which is chosen will be trampled by Gentiles. But God is going to give Jerusalem back to them. And the power of the Gentiles will come to an end. Which means that you will see a phenomenon spiritually. One, that which is holy is being trampled. But that which is holy is going to be released. And when it is released, it is restored back to the people of God. But that restoration is incomplete if it's just given back. It is completed when the enemies that trample Jerusalem have no power to ever do it again. So if you are here today and the enemy has trampled something holy in you, I declare to you it's about to come to an end and hell will have no power. See, restoration is incomplete. If you get it back and the devil just comes and takes it. Won't happen. Now, after Jerusalem is given back and the Gentiles have no power to do that to them again, look what will happen. This is astonishing. Read. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, next verse, my, my brother. Read. There'll be signs in the, number two, signs in the, number three, and in the, watch carefully. Right after that happens with Jerusalem, there'll be solar eclipses, there'll be blood moons, and there'll be meteoric showers. The Greek word astari. Meteoric showers. Now, re remember the time frame when Jerusalem is given back. Read. And on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, which means a distress that has no human solution. Read. The sea and the waves roaring, or tsunamis and floods. Follow the sequence. Follow. Next verse. Read. Men's hearts failing them for fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Next. Read. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in cloud with power and great glory. How many of you believe that Jesus is coming again? Would you wave your hands and say amen? Amen. Okay. Next verse. Read. When these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your head. Okay. So, so let me tell you the way some Christians read this. Now, when these things begin to come to pass, go on television, buy your tribulation food for three years, run to the mountains, and holla. That's how some Christians read that. That's not what God said, did it? Okay, Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. I'm going to show you that in the first book of the Bible, in the first chapter, God put this verse there. Watch this. Read. God said, let there be lights in the... Now, what are the lights in the firmament? The stars? The moon? The sun. Very good. To what? To divide the day from the night. Now, now, unfortunately, that's where most believers stop. They stop at the fact that the luminaries are there to give us day and night. But that's not where the Bible stops. Read. And let them be for...
The sign is in the heaven, the season is on the earth. So whenever there is a sign in the luminaries, in the heavens, there's a season change on the earth. And I'm going to show you today that God has ordained a season change for your lives and for my life. Are you ready for that today? Would you say amen? Hallelujah. Father, we are very thankful for what you are doing here at Christ Point and for Pastor Josh and his family. I am asking a special endowment tonight. Do take us to your high place and somebody say amen. So let me put this thing together. 1900 years ago, God said that Jerusalem, the, the city of Jerusalem called Holy, five times in the old and holy, five times in the new. The, uh, Jerusalem is so holy to God that uh, uh, in Micah chapter 4, verse 1 to 4, after the church is raptured, revival breaks out of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is so holy to God that your eternal home, which is called the new Jerusalem, is named after the earthly Jerusalem. It's so holy to God and so powerful to God. And, and, and the Bible declares that that city would be trampled by the enemy and then God is going to thunder from heaven in a specific generation. And I'll show you that generation. And this is what he will do. He's going to release that city from the hold of the enemy. He's going to give it back to the Jewish people. And then he's going to impose on the enemy a force and a power that would make the enemy powerless to ever do that again. Do you believe that God has that kind of power? Would you say amen? Well, on June the 5th, 1967, we call it the Six-Day War. It really wasn't. It was a four-hour war. Because the 67 war wasn't won in six days. It was won in four hours. How do you know that? I travel. Uh, well, they don't know me, do they, Pastor? Uh, I represent 15 members of the Israeli parliament in 20 countries. So I get to travel with members of the Israeli parliament every year, visiting kings and presidents and parliaments and all that good stuff. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I can tell the impressed, Pastor. I, one of the guys that just left uh, four days ago to go back to Israel, a former member of the parliament and I did three weeks of meetings in North Carolina. He fought in the 67 one. He said, Sherlock, let me tell you something. When we were attacked, the first thing we did is we mounted an invasion into Egypt and we bombed her airfields and neutralized the power of Egypt to mount an invasion against us. So that war wasn't won in six days. It was won in four hours. Now let me put it in Galena terms. What the devil did in 2700 years God undid in four hours see I wish I had somebody just to give the Lord a shout of hallelujah because when God's miracle working power begins to move time is frozen and it's inconsequential and I am here to let you know what the enemy did over a period of time God will undo in one divine supernatural glorious moment is somebody ready for that moment in this place today So what God is saying, it's very exciting. So what God is saying is I'm going to give back Jerusalem. Uh, 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 my people are going to get back their city. Uh, uh, the enemies are never going to be able ever, ever to do that again. Thus, when Jerusalem was taken from Jordan and when uh, the Golan Heights was taken from Syria and when the uh, Sinai was taken from Egypt, what God is saying is never again when I restore Jerusalem will one inch of Jerusalem ever be given up. The Golan will never be given up. Can I declare prophetically over somebody today when God brings restoration in your life, in your family, in your heart, in your job, in your business, hell has no accumulated power to cross over the blood covenant and walk into your life and take it back. I wish I had somebody. So be, before I begin preaching, let me, uh, let me just tell you, I feel tonight, if God has the power to release a city, then God has the power to release you. 
I call it the Jerusalem parallel. I will show you. If God has the power, Jerusalem was under enemy's control for 2,773 years, and in four hours, God gave it back. So I want somebody in this church right now that believes Almighty God can walk into Christ, uh, Christ is it Christ point? walk into Christ's point and come into your life or into your family or into your job or into your business and command restoration. I want somebody that believes that to stand up and wave your hands and give him some shouts of hallelujah in the holy house today. Can I tell you, hell can't hold it, the devil can't bind it, the grave can't it, people can't stop it, and your circumstance can't prohibit it. This is a day. I declare in the name of Jesus in Christ point a release of the prophetic power of Almighty God, a release of your gift, a release of your calling, a resist of your a release of your destiny, a release of the anointing of God. I declare it in the name of Jesus today. Can somebody give him some shouts of hallelujah? You may be seated. So, so, so. Now, you, you do understand why I can come to your church for the first time and flow in this kind of anointing. You, you know why? Because you have a preaching machine. <laughs> Beware of a brown man with a laser pointer. <laughs> can I speak to somebody today? Holy things can be trampled. Holy things can be captured, but it cannot be held. If you don't believe holy things, then can be captured, then you have to explain to me how the Ark of the Covenant, Hebrew word Aaron, which means the heart of God, was put into Dagon's house, into an idolatrous house. But what you don't understand, a captured presence killed the dead God. You know what that means? Even when I'm captured, devil, you better be scared of me. So, according to the word of God, Jerusalem will be given back, which happened on June the 5th, 1967. A series of things happened that I will not tell you today, maybe another time. I will give you the whole story about that. The prophetic story is miraculous. But listen to what happened. The Bible says when that happens, there'll be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. A prophetic word. Now, I am coming to a point that is absolutely supernatural, that has got the the church in America, not Christ Point maybe, but a lot of the church pretty well, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so let me show you what's going on. According to the word of God, there'll be signs in the, what? And there'll be seasons on the earth. Now let me explain what I mean to you about signs in the sun and signs in the moon. You all know about that, all right? I'm sure, I'm sure you do blood moon and solar eclipse and all that. All right, let's put it this way. A partial eclipse a lunar eclipse is, it's okay. <clears throat> a total eclipse <coughs> is, kind of, kind of rare. A blood moon is very rare. But a blood moon that is consecutive four times is astronomically rare. But four blood moons consecutive on Israeli feast days is crazy. So, so, so do, do, do you know when, the, when they started? Yeah. All right. The year... 1492, 
Does anybody know what happened in 1492? Huh? Columbus. So you one of those American boys that studied a little bit. <laughs> All right. He sailed. And what did he do? He discovered the... That's all right. I'll take it. But you just discounted your last question. <laughs> Actually, he discovered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, be, be quiet. He discovered the new world, which includes. So, so, so there was a sign in the, but a breakthrough season on the. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Watch. So, so the next one after 1492 was what? When? 1948. What happened in 1948? Israel became a nation. It's called the Tetrad. You know that. The four consecutive blood moons on feast days. Are, it's called the Tetrad. It, there was a sign in the... But there was a season change on the... Well, okay. You know when the next one was. And I'm going to skip one. But the next one was in 2014 and 2015. Right? And that happened. And what happened? Our earth was filled with phenomenon. Because something happened here. But would it arrest you to know that the one before that was the year 1967? When Israel or Jerusalem was given back, signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars happened that year. Now, now something happened in the heavenlies a few weeks ago. How many of you know what it was? Huh? What was it, ma'am? That's all right. That's all right. Take your time. The constellation of Virgo and Leo aligned with 12 planets and everybody was saying Revelation 12. Baloney. Right? Cotton-picking baloney. No, no, no. You have to differentiate between a similitude and a type. And what God is saying, Revelation 12 isn't happening now. Revelation 12 has to do with the nation of Israel, has to do with Jesus, has to do with the dragon, and has to do with the Antichrist. What happened was simply a signal in the heaven. Now, my point is this. If there was a sign in the... Then there had to be a season change on the... And the reason that I get spiritually upset when church people only talk about the sign and what it means and the dragon's gun. Hey, Evangelists became elasticist. They scratched that scripture so much that now the dragon's coming. Huh? No, not true. We missed the point. The sign in the heaven was given to signal a prophetic season that was coming on the earth into the body of Christ. And I'm here to let you know, my friend, a season has changed in the kingdom of Almighty God. And I, can I tell you something? You can't bring the season, and God doesn't need to walk in it. God brought the season. You need to walk in it. Can I tell somebody something? If there's a sign in the heaven, there's a season on the earth. How many of you are ready to walk in the power of that new season today? Would you wave your hands and give him a shout of hallelujah? I'm not, I'm, I'm not creating. Hey, 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 hey. I didn't fast for it. I didn't pray for it. I didn't have faith for it. I didn't apostolize for it. I just happened to be alive at the right time, in the right place, looking in the right direction. Almighty God changed the season because it had to do with Jerusalem. And now I'm walking in the power of a new prophetic season. Ah, ah, look, look. You, you have to give me a, a little while to build this up, okay? I, I want to start preaching soon. So here it is. I want 10 people that would say, Father... If there's a sign in the, then there must be a, not a season, a season change. And Lord, if you have already changed the season, I'm already about five weeks behind. Huh? Now, if you have changed this, Genesis said that God put the moon and the sun and the stars there for signs and 
The word sign is the word out. It means signal. The word season is the word moed, which means an appointed time, a fixed time, a time you've waited for, and the right time. The signal came, and now I'm here to let Christ point know a time that you have waited for has come. And it's not because you're powerful. It's because you're living at the right time, in the right place, looking in the right direction. I wish I had 10 people just to get up, take about 10 steps all around you, and walk around and declare, I am walking in the power of the right time, of a definite time, of an appointed time, of a new season. There has been a season change. Somebody give him a shout of hallelujah in the house today. Somebody give him an amen today. Now, now sit down for a minute. Sit down for a minute. Pastor, sometimes in my life, as I travel the world, Father you chooses to use me in the realm of prophetic declaration. And I'm here to declare something tonight. In the Old Testament, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Sodom, were headquarters where the enemy placed his power and di disseminated it through the world. In the old and the new, God had only three. Jerusalem, Antioch, and Philadelphia. And I declare over this ministry that God is seeking to find a place that becomes a headquarters to disseminate his power. And he found one among you. The power of your season does not depend on the rightness of your past. It depends on the determination of your present. I declare over your lives a season change has come. But the season change has to do with Jerusalem. And I'm about to show you something that's going to rock your heart. But I want to show you a parallel. May I? I, I, I need to do this. I need somebody to know that the enemy's power that seemed so overwhelming in that area of your life will be so torpedoed tonight that you are going to feel an immediate release from the domination of the enemy. Just like Iran, why do you think Iran flaps her jack but she doesn't come over the border? Why do you think Syria talks? Why do you think Egypt says, oh, but none of them ever cross the border? Because if they do, they'll be greeted by two sounds, boom, boom, and they'll be gone so they can talk because Almighty God has put a shield around that country and put a power, and I'm going to show you the power of that country. I, 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 I don't know why I'm doing this right now because I, I am so arrested in the Holy Spirit right now. I, I, I want somebody to know a situation and a force and a power that is birthed from the belly of hell or that has manifested itself in the, in, in the attack of opinion or the attack of people or the attack upon your life or the attack upon your call. I'm here to let you know that power is going to be abysmally buried in a grave and will never be resurrected again to touch your life. I declare a change of season.
I want somebody that would say, Sherlock, I believe that the Lord is speaking to me, that that force of the enemy will never ever stop my joy and hinder my prophetic emergence and hinder the exercise of my gift and hinder my destiny and hinder my expectation. Never again. I declare to you, never again. I want somebody that believes that that has to do with you. I want you to stand up because I just want to pray a quick prayer. I just have to do this right now. Father, for every man and woman that is standing up right now, they are yours. And the enemy is illegally squatting on God's territory, their heart and their mind and their body. And I declare to them today a special miracle like in Ephesus, a release of your power, a release from every force of the enemy, a restoration that puts a mark, not only on them but around them so that no enemy has the power to ever ever compass that mark in the name of Jesus I declare over their lives that heaven is coming down and that glory is filling their soul I declare to them today a newness and a freshness and somebody shout amen amen, amen. you may be seated it all has to do with Jerusalem has to do with the prophetic fact concerning Jerusalem. Now what I'm going to do, if, if I went to preach what I had to preach, uh, there are seven points in the Jerusalem parallel. I'm going to give you one. How many of you would like the seven? Wave your hands. Okay, go to my table. And, uh, I've authored 13 books. I think I've got seven or eight of them in the back. And I've got a lot of these teachings that you will. <laughs> right. Sir. Would you go to Psalm chapter 102, verse 16 to verse 18? Hallelujah. Do you feel the presence of the Almighty here tonight? Can, can, I, huh? can I give you a testimony? May I? I? I don't talk much about me, you know, because I'm a relatively unimportant subject. Huh? You know, some church people are legends in their own mind. Always remember, if you're a legend, it's only in your mind. Ain't nobody else thinks you're a legend. The only legend in America is the Duke. <laughs> the Duke. <laughs> Some of you all do. You don't know who the Duke is, do you, ma'am? You ever heard the name John Wayne? Where are you from, ma'am? <laughs> London is my number two place in the world to vacation. Number two. Jerusalem. <laughs> I want to give you a testimony before I give you the revelation that will rock your world today. Okay. So, my wife is here. My sister and brother-in-law over there from Trinidad are here with me today and very, very dear to us. And amen. <laughs> I am not a dreamer. When I sleep, sleep but when I dream take it to the bank two weeks ago I was in eastern North Carolina on the lake in a two-bedroom apartment for three weeks with a former member of the parliament went to bed nothing in my mind and this happened I dreamt I was captured and I was commanded by my captors, captors to deny the Lord. I said, no. I said, okay. There were many people all over. They, they came and there was a guillotine. They put my head in the guillotine and they pulled the lever. The guillotine came down. And it couldn't cut my head off. And they began to shout, we can't kill him. We can't kill him. He's still talking. Then the Lord walked in and I literally jumped out of my bed. Because his presence was the greatest I felt in 44 years of ministry. I began speaking in a tongue I never heard before. And these are the words I heard from my father. 
my Savior, my Son. You are never alone. I am with you always. Keep pressing. I have always, and I am, very healthy. I, I have no, I mean, I still preach 300 times a year. By the end of the year, I would have traveled 122,000 miles by plane. That includes Israel and all of that. Drive 25,000 miles. And a month ago, I got up one morning and my left arm couldn't go up. Could not go up. I could not, I could not pick up. I, I couldn't hold anything. I want to declare to you it's a new prophetic season because of the signs in the heavens. How many of you are ready to walk in the power of that season? Would you wave your hands and say amen to the Father? I want to show you something. Psalm chapter 102, 16 to 18. In the seven Jerusalem parallels, this is number seven. Okay? Read that. For the Lord shall build up Zion. No, wait, watch this. The King James says, for when the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. Which simply means, if you want to know how soon Christ is coming, look at Israel and Jerusalem and see if it's built up. If it's built up, Messiah will come. It's so simple. Next, please. Read. He regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer because so the destitute does have a prayer that he regards. Next. Read. This shall be written for the generation. In other words, the rebuilding of Zion is written for the... Now, this word in the Hebrew is a compound word. It's Lado Akaron, which means the final generation or the generation that will see the coming of the Messiah. In Matthew 24, 34, the word generation is used, which is the same word generation here, used here, but it's the word genea in the, in, in the Greek. But listen carefully. And the people which shall be created shall what? So I am authorized to quote the word of God to you today and tell you the last physical move of God in relation to the nation of Israel is the rebuilding of what the devil has torn down. So I am authorized to tell you. Now, you would say, but that has to do with Zion. Yeah, but so do you. Why? Because Mount Zion is the place the tabernacle of David was built, which is the tabernacle of praise. So if you are a praiser, you are connected to Zion. Mount Zion is the place where the upper room is. So if you're connected to the Holy Spirit, you are connected to Zion. Zion is where the ark of the covenant was so if the ark of the covenant is in you you are connected to zion i wish i had somebody to give him a shout of hallelujah in the church today so what the lord is saying is when i build up zion so i am authorized to tell you that the new season that we have entered into is the season of rebuilding what the enemy has torn up or torn down almighty god is in the season of rebuilding in your life i wish i had somebody to know that rebuilding has begun in your heart in your body, in your family, in the church, in your gift, in your calling. How many of you are ready for rebuilding? Wave your hands and say amen. Uh, let me put it in Galena, Kansas language. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming back for anemic, spiritless, irrelevant, redundant, running from the devil, hiding in fear, a bunch of do-gooders waiting for the next bus to heaven on a low-calorie dessert for quitters. He is coming back for a spirit-sought, word-taught, blood-bought, tithe-paying, demon-chasing, mountain-moving, faith-stomping, God-exalting, Christ-preaching. I wish I had some people to give him a shout of hallelujah in the holy house today he is coming back for a generation that's being built up not broken down oh i wish i had somebody that's being built up just to give him a shout of hallelujah in the holy house again my broken down time is behind me but something's my first name is Sherlock. Why my Indian mother would call an Indian boy Sherlock is <laughs> beyond me. 
except God was telling her he will be a spiritual detective looking in the word I found out that the rebuilding of Zion is one of the most glorious things so I have a clip to show you and if my brothers if it's possible to turn some of the lights up there off if you can find hey bro <laughs> son look just for that I'll take you to the fanciest restaurant in Joplin okay who did that wave your hands and then you'll have the honor of paying for the meal <laughs> but I'll take you wherever you want to go sir I will take you today so sir I want you to go to the building of Zion and what I'd like you to do is crank the volume up not to be unbearable but to be effective is that okay with you all right and I'll leave that in your hands okay so we go to the I want to show you what's happening in Israel right now oh wait 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 son wait you do know that Israel is the only country in the world that's been attacked 42 times Jerusalem completely destroyed twice had 38 sieges 17 demolitions and 18 rebuildings you knew that right you lie boy <laughs> sometimes I'm preaching all this stuff and people saying yes like if they knew it <laughs> I didn't know it. you knew that <laughs> no, I didn't know it. Hey, but by the way, bro, great worship. God's with you. So, 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 watch this. Watch this. Okay, this is what happened to 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 Jerusalem. They 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 were dominated, devastated, raised, broken down to the ground by the following. First of all, there was Assyria, then Egypt, then Babylon, then the Medes and the Persians, the Grecians, and then the Romans and the Arabs and the Muslims and the Seljuks and the Crusaders and the Mamluks and the Ptolemies and the Seleucids and the Byzantines and Suleiman and Salahuddin and then Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin, then the Ottoman Turks, and then came the British. Buried them. But God said there would be a Lado Akaron or final generation that there is a group of people that will be alive in and they will see the greatest geopolitical miracle of the climax of the ages. They are going to see God reaching into the remnants of a broken city and a broken nation and a scattered people in 104 countries speaking 74 languages and the world will look as if a miracle is taking place when God begins to rebuild what the enemy has broken down and I want to declare over somebody's life. Is it easy now for you to believe that he's rebuilding? <laughs> Can I put it in Kansas language? Devil, I'm gonna make you regret the day you ever laid a hand on me. Because all you did was you busted it up to make it better. You busted it up so I can rebuild it. You busted it up so I can make it wealthier and more powerful and more glorious, more anointing, more visibility, more joy, more peace, more glory. You busted it up. You touched my heart. You touched my body. You touched my joy. You touched my peace. You touched my family. But what you didn't know is that God would come right after and rebuild it like A sign in the heaven, but uh, I want to do one more. Am I going too long? Okay, tell me, tell me if I am. I have two more things to show you. May, may I do that? May I do that? Okay, sir, did I put Isaiah 31 5 there for you? Could you put that up at the top, please? And I won't give you the whole story because if I gave you the seven parallels, we'd be here for another hour. Okay? It's okay. Are you sure? So I'm the one shouting, and that's all right. And I'm the one expending all the energy. And you there with your OU something, just sitting there and laughing and telling me, kill yourself, bro. Bless you, honey. OU. You. you all did it, didn't you? Uh, yeah. How do you all like that game last night or the night before? Oklahoma. You didn't watch it? Read with me. Aspirants? Oh, stop right there. So watch this. When God begins to, he is the, 
which means he's not Jehovah, Sabo, uh, Jehovah Shalom or Jehovah Rohi or Jehovah Rofi or Jehovah Shalom or Jehovah Mekadesh or Jehovah Sitkanu or Jehovah Ra. He's Jehovah Sabaoth, which means when God gets ready to defend the holy, he slips into a warfare mode. That's why sometimes when these guys are up there singing, they sound like warriors. Amen? And some of you all down there, you feel like you want to give the Lord a Shabbat. You know, I don't understand church people when you tell them, praise God, the first thing they do is clap. Because clapping is the number seven form of praise in the seven levels of praise. It's the last one. Shabak, which is the open mouth and the warfare shout, is the first. So when we ask you to praise God, don't cop out with the easiest thing to do. Give him a shout, man. Yeah. 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 Now watch this, okay? What God is saying is when I slip into the warfare mode, I defend like... But you see, Isaiah didn't know what an F-15 or F-16 or F-35 was. He didn't know what a jet was. He just called it the bird. So Israel today has the number one air force in the world along with America. America has it because of quantity. Israel has it because of quality because they've had seven wars. They've had experience. So, so America gives Israel the raw aircraft. Israel furnishes with the electronics and sends it back. So actually, this was a prophecy about the Air Force of Israel. Defending, he will. And he will knock the ing out. Knock the ing out. Pass. This is a reference to Passover. I wish I had time to show you the reference to Passover from this text to the book of Exodus. But watch this. This prophecy declares that Israel would be like birds flying. Thus they have the number one air force in the world after 70 years with 7.5 million people with 320 million people around them that want to kill them almost every day. They are one nation surrounded by 22. They have 12,000 square miles while the enemy has 5.2 million square miles. Israel has no oil. They have 75% of the recoverable oil of the world. But God says, I will and I will, and I will. 70 years old, under constant attack by her neighbors, one third of every resolution in the UN is against her. And in the midst of that circumstantial hell, she is able to develop one of the most powerful jets in the entire world and be number one in quality in the Air Force simply because of the covenant of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How many of you are happy today that you are not, you are not defended by an aircraft, but you are defended by the blood of Jesus and the covenant of God and the power of the anointing and the glory of Almighty God? You are defended. Simply put, simply put, if God can do that for them, what in the world is he getting ready to do for you? Because their covenant is built on animal blood. And your covenant is built on the precious blood of Jesus. You have a better priest with a better covenant, with a better law, with a better promise, with a better future. I do one more thing and then I'm going to say goodnight. And I'm doing this for one reason, to show you the power of God. Our ministry has just partnered with the Border Patrol and the Army of Israel. They've shut their army bases to the public and opened it to us. We were just there. That is why if you want to go to Israel, I'm your huckleberry. The, you know, uh, Val Kilmer, you know, yeah, in Tombstone, yeah. You, you do want to go on our trips because we do, former members of the parliament travel in our bus. Doors are open for us that accumulate cumulatively. Look, I, I, I preach with Perry and with John Hagee and with all the men. I've had the privilege of being on the platform with them all over the country. But cumulatively, our tour is the best tour in the country because of what we're able to do.
When you feel that your dreams have been denied, they haven't. Delays are not denials. Your timing is not God's timing. God never checks your calendar. But your dreams don't come with expiry dates. What you are going to see now is an, it's my life being planted into the land of Israel for 18 years. Going and coming, traveling around the world, driving all night, flying all day to go to victory uh, with Billy Joe or to go up to Minnesota or to go wherever. Flying with members of the, former members of the parliament. 18 years of working and God said the time has come. What you're going to see is on an army base now of Jerusalem, one of the largest ones in the country. Rona and Michael were there and, and they did a display for us because when I traveled to some of their bases, I found out that their soldiers, 18, 19, 20 years old, girls for two and a half years, boys for three years, girls for two years, boys for three years, they have to. It's an automatic draft. They give two and three years of their life. But when I went to their bases, their leisure corners were dilapidated, dilapidated. And I felt like we wanted to do something to give them a little respite when they're not in boot camp or when they're not fighting. What you're about to see is 18 years of waiting on the Lord coming to pass. And now it's a full green light to us. We're about to do a few more in the land of Israel. And uh, is it okay if we do that, Pastor? So please, do the dedication, and then we are going to say goodnight. This is a very exciting visit. We will uh, inaugurate um, the leisure course that was, uh, was donated uh, by uh, the This is the liaison to the army. The certificate of appreciation by uh, Yachad, Yachad. I don't know who that is. These are the corners. This is 60, 70 feet long with these constructions on it. All these are pastors that are here with me. Commander, liaison to the army. They thank you for your visit. They thank you for, the, uh, for your donation. Okay, these donations and attentions that they get from uh, you, that's what gives them the uh, force and power to do their operational activities. Thank think that the dreams that God has placed in your heart is not going to come to pass I want you to remember this statement before we pray God will never put it in the minds of the birds to fly to the south without a south to fly to God would never put it in the minds of the birds to fly to the south without a south to fly to you keep praising you keep magnifying you stay the course when everything around you screams at you and saying it will never come to pass you stand up in the name of Jesus and declare that almighty God is with you and almighty
mighty God will see you and miracles are going to happen before you and what's around me doesn't define me who is above me define me and who if what if who is above me is in me what's around me cannot touch me would you stand with me please father I feel your presence and your power and your liberty and your freedom in this church tonight. I feel something supernatural touching the hearts of people, Father. And Father, I am declaring in the mighty name of Jesus over their lives a supernatural move. I declare for them the advent and the emergence of a supernatural season. I declare to them in the midst of this end time emergence of prophecy that they will walk in a spiritual realm and dimension that is that is supernatural sent from the almighty God. I declare to them that the oppression and its domination is over. I declare to them healing in their body, healing in their mind, healing their emotions, healing all around them. I declare families being saved, sons and daughters coming. I declare in the name of Jesus that every fear and every apprehension is God. We break the yoke of oppression and depression in the mighty name of Jesus. Never will the curse words of the unbeliever ever have an effect on our lives. Never! Father, do you take these powerful people in Galena, Kansas in your hands and lift them? Can somebody just touch the person next to you right now, Father? May your healing power, your delivering power, your sanctifying power, your glorifying power, your quickening power flow through them in the mighty name of Jesus. May lives be touched, may lives be altered, may lives be ministered to and edified in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, in this house, let a light shine so brightly, let a light shine like a beacon, Father, on a stormy night. Jesus' mighty name. And can somebody give him a shout of I speak hope, I speak freshness, I speak life, I speak prophetic emergence. I speak into your lives today and I declare to you that the best of your life is before you and that there's no future in your past and the lens of your past will never see the glories of your tomorrow. I declare upon your lives today a supernatural emergence into a dimension of end time proportion. I declare it tonight. Jesus' mighty name. Amen.